Yo, what up guys? Drew coming at you with another episode. Kind of a little bonus I wanted to do. I'm going to be talking about some news that are unfortunately going on and stuff like that. Taking a sip of my cold beverage here. Give me one sec. Ah, Gotta love Coca-Cola, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Where do I get started? There's a lot of news happening. A lot. A lot of news happening, I should say. Eh, easy for me to say, right? In the pro wrestling world. Um, this episode is going to basically be about three topics. It's going to be about the unfortunate situation between pro wrestler Teddy Hart, pro wrestler Maria Manic. I'm also going to be talking about the WrestleMania card. And... I guess I'll do a mini predictions video for WrestleMania. Like, just kind of who I think is going to win and stuff like that. I did kind of go over it a little bit in my WWE Monday Night Raw recap that I literally just posted. But uh, with that being said, man, before I get started, I just want to say I hope everybody out there is doing good. Hope everyone out there is keeping a positive mindset. We're all in such a tough, unique, strange time right now. And... Literally, things are changing day by day, so it's it's really tough, man. But yeah, you know, I mean, this is why I started a podcast was because, you know, I really wasn't able to do much because unfortunately, much like a lot of you, I'm out of work right now, unfortunately. Don't know when I'm going to return. Don't know when things are going to look up, but hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Anyways, guys, uh... I'll get started with the whole Teddy Hart, Maria Manic situation. So, basically, Teddy Hart, you know, member of the legendary Hart family, the guy's got his issues, you know, and I think we all have our issues. I think we all have stuff that we deal with in our everyday lives. Nobody's perfect. I know you hear that all the time, nobody's perfect. Let me just say... I've had the pleasure of meeting Teddy Hart myself actually a couple times. I met him at a at one of my one of, one of my favorite wrestling shows around Bar Wrestling. He actually was booked on the show. Shout out to Bar Wrestling. I love Bar Wrestling. I miss it every single day. Can't wait for it to come back. I've had the opportunity of meeting Teddy Hart there cuz he was booked there and stuff like that. And Teddy was cool with me. I, t- I talked to him maybe for... Now, it's not like I had a whole conversation with the guy. I only talked to him like maybe a minute or two. You know, got a picture with him, got a free pick and stuff like that. He was cool enough and nice enough to do that. So I very much appreciate that. And, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, man, Teddy Hart. You know, one of the hard things about working with him is that he doesn't sell. And I kind of started to see what people were saying by it about that. But... I still think the guy's incredibly talented. I think he comes from a great, great wrestling family. Obviously, when you're related to Bret Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, you know, multi-time WWE World Champion, you know, WWF Champion, Intercontinental Champion, the first ever wrestler to compete in the longest match in WrestleMania history, the Iron Man match, the 60-minute Iron Man match, I should say, with the Heartbreak Hit Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 12. Cheap plug, cheap pop. But yeah... I think Teddy Hart is great at what he does. I very much 
think that it's unfortunate what's happening. Um, well, this is what this is what went down. So Teddy Hart's been dating this other wrestler by the name of Maria Manic, who I also had the pleasure to meet the last time I met Teddy. You know, right now she's currently signed to Ring of Honor. I believe she's still she's still with them. I believe the last I heard, she was doing a program with legendary tag team specialist Bully Ray, aka Bubba Ray Dudley, and she was also doing a program with the Allure. It's a group in Ring of Honor with Angelina Love and Mandy Leon, formerly Velvet Sky, but I'm not too sure what's happened to Velvet. But you know, Maria Manic, she kind of has that going for her, and you know, she does a lot of uh, a lot of intergender death matches and stuff like that, and she really kicks ass. You know, I think she's I think she's another China mixed with the very first Maria Manic. You know, she's obviously got a pretty pretty cool you know pretty cool character, pretty unique character, and you know, her and Teddy Hart have been dating for a while. I'm not sure exactly how long they've been dating. It's none of my business, but regardless, you know, they've been in a relationship. And they've kind of made it public with the crowd in terms of YouTube because they have a YouTube channel, which, you know, they post a lot. Unfortunately, there was an incident that took place a couple days ago, and I didn't find out about that until late night. Teddy Hart has not had the best year. He's had a pretty tough year so far. He's been arrested a couple times this year. I think, and I know recently he was charged with, I think it was, uh, it was possession, you know, he found himself in a bad place, he found himself in a tough spot, and it's unfortunate, I don't want to come on here and shit on the guy, because he was cool with me, and at the end of the day, he's a human being, but he made, he made a mistake, and I'm going to go over the recent mistake that he was in. There was an incident with him and his girlfriend, Maria Manic. At least I think they're still together. I'm not 100% sure. But the incident was what people are saying, assault charges. Maria Manic, I guess, had reached out. To a friend, another fellow wrestler by the name of Ace Montana. She reached out to him and she sent him a text that read that she was in danger. So obviously that is going to alarm Ace Montana. Ace Montana is another professional wrestler. I wasn't too familiar with him, but he did an interview with Hannibal TV on YouTube and he basically talked about the incident, talked about what he did to stop it, what he had to do, and it's pretty it's pretty lengthy, but you know, he really gave a good in-depth look on what actually happened that day. And I know Maria Manic just released a video on her personal YouTube account with Teddy Hart talking about the incident, kind of going over it and all that stuff. You guys could give that a listen, give that a look on YouTube if you're following Maria Manic on any social media platforms. But anyways, uh, she had sent Ace Montana a text. Ace Montana, being the friend that he was, went down there. And he had a gun on him. He had a gun. I'm not sure what kind of gun it was. But he did He did say what kind of gun it was. I'm not too sure. But, you know, a gun's a gun. A gun will get the job done. And it's, it's unfortunate how 
he felt he needed to actually have a weapon to kind of calm down Teddy Hart from whatever was going on. But at this point, he did not know what the situation was. All he saw was that text message, which said that Maria Manic was in danger. So he shows up to the house, knocks on the door. Teddy Hart opens it very gently. You know, he wants to speak to Maria Manic. Teddy Hart's not letting him come in, saying that Maria Manic was asleep. Long story short, he basically goes in the house. The house was kind of trashed, which kind of gave him the idea that something had went down. He finds Maria Manic, and I guess she had, she had some marking on her on her neck kind of like as if he had his arm around her neck or he was doing something to her neck come to find out he had her in a chokehold yes he had her in a chokehold and that completely set off ace montana with good reason because that gave him the alert that teddy hart had really hurt her so he tries to get teddy hart out of the house teddy hart did not want to listen. He pulls out his gun. Teddy Hart complies. He's in the front. And a video was released of this. This is how I learned of the incident because I saw this video after reading a little bit about it. And the video just basically was the both of them talking back and forth. Teddy Hart, again, was obviously not in right mind. Ace Montana was obviously standing his ground, protecting Maria doing what he had to do and eventually Ted would leave the area and he would get arrested with assault charges in that exclusive interview that he gave with Hannibal TV on his YouTube channel Montana said that he did not want to hurt Teddy Hart he wanted to save Maria Manic, but he did not want to hurt Teddy Hart because Teddy Hart he considered to be bipolar. Now, I don't know if Teddy Hart's bipolar or not. I don't know him like that. Like I said, I've only met him a couple times, two times to be exact. I don't know if he's bipolar or not, but all I can say is there's obviously something that he is going through and he's been going through for a while because if you follow Teddy Hart, you know the guy has had a pretty rough life. He has had a pretty rough life and I think we've all had it rough, but there's always somebody that has it worse than you do, and it's never good to judge to judge that person, especially if they have some mental issues. And I just hope that Teddy Hart learns from this. I hope that this is finally it, like this is rock bottom, because the guy, you know, Taking away from the person, the guy's extremely talented. Teddy Hart, the character, is extremely talented. But Teddy Hart, the person, you know, there's obviously there's obviously some issues going on there. And there's been issues for many years. And it's unfortunate, man. It's really unfortunate. I think sometimes we, you know, as professional wrestling fans, I think sometimes we forget that the wrestlers are people. We look at them and their characters. I mean, my God, when I was a kid, I used to think The Undertaker was literally dead. I used to think he was literally supernatural <laughs> until I found out that, you know, Mark Calloway is a real person. And, you know, 
I just think sometimes we look at professional wrestlers and we don't necessarily see them as people. And then we learn about this stuff about them via social media because I think social media is kind of 50-50 for the business. I think it's great when it comes to promoting and a lot of wrestlers can get themselves over when they do promos via social media. But unfortunately, sometimes, much like everything else, social media can kind of be it can kind of be bad, man. It can kind of it can help you and it can hurt you, man. Let's you know, let's be honest. And watching Maria Mannix's video today, she did not want Ace Montana to, you know, post up a video. She felt that there was no need for that, even though she understood why Ace Montana was there. He was scared. He was scared for her safety, and that's why he helped her out. She she did say that Ted went a little too far. She would say that at first it started off with them training, because I guess Maria Manic wants to, you know, she wants to take up a career in fighting, and you know what? Hey, man, God bless her. Whatever she wants to try, whatever she feels comfortable with. But there was an argument that they had had. Now, I don't know what that argument was about. She didn't really get into that, nor did she have to. If she feels like she wants to keep it between her, then you know what? She's going to do it. She's going to keep it between her. All we can do is speculate. And maybe, you know, maybe it was a disagreement. Maybe it was... You know, I don't know, sometimes being in a relationship, there's disagreements, and unfortunately, sometimes, sometimes things get out of hand, and that's, you know, that's never a good thing, it's never an easy thing. Arguing with somebody is never, it's never fun, especially when it escalates to something even worse, but Maria Manic, she did not want a video to be taken. She didn't even want the cops to be called on Teddy Hart because she didn't believe that that would help him. And she's saying that Teddy needs help, which he does. Sometimes the people that need help the most are the last to know about it. And I heard that from another podcaster named Jason Solomon, Solomonster. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but he's pretty good. He's really... He's really good, actually. I like, you know, I like hearing him and stuff like that. I like hearing him, you know, from time to time. But that was a line that he had said one time. The most people that need, the people that need help the most sometimes are the less to know about it. And I think that is very factual. But Maria Manic did not want the cops called on Teddy Hart. She wanted Teddy Hart to get help, but she didn't want the cops to be called because she didn't believe that that would do him any good. But the fact is, Ted was obviously on house arrest. He had just been released from prison for the other charges he was facing. And sometimes, you know, that comes back to haunt you if you violate your house arrest rules. I'm assuming. Well, not assuming because, you know, it's common sense. But anyways... It's just, I kind of don't know what to say, man, because I just literally met Teddy Hart again, like, recently, man, like, it was just, it was recent, and the guy was cool, you know, he was really, really chill, but it's, 
It's tough, man. It's tough to see this go on, you know, especially being a big fan of professional wrestling. It's tough to see this go, go on, and it's so unfortunate, man. It's it's sad. I really pray for this guy. I hope that he can come back from this, and hopefully, you know, Maria, she's okay. She's doing good. Hopefully, hopefully she can focus on her career. You know, she did say that whether or not they are together still, they get back together, that's their business, and she's right, that's that's their business. Will they get back together? I have no idea. All I know is that Ted is facing some major charges, from what I understand, and that's pretty much what he has to deal with right now. But all I can say is, I hope he finds peace, I hope they both find peace, I hope they can both reach an understanding of where they want, if they still have a relationship, where they want it to be. And I just hope for the best, man. I hope he understands that, you know, some of the stuff he does is not okay. And it's affecting him. It's affecting everyone around him. And that's all I'll say on that. I just hope that he can find peace. And I hope she can find peace as well. And I hope she's back on Ring of Honor television sooner rather than later. Assuming she's still with contract with the company. Because I really don't know. But Maria Manic, I think she'll be a future star. I think she's got a great look. I think she's got a great sense of where she wants her character to go. I know she did have a WWE tryout. Like, I think maybe a year ago. But you never know, man. You never know where she'll end up. You never know if maybe she'll end up in AEW. You never know. But obviously, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting them both. They were both really, really cool with me. And they both were cool with fans. I saw, I have a lot of uh, wrestling friends who, you know, they've met Teddy Hart several times. Because, you know, we all go to that promotion in L.A. Because we all live in L.A. bar wrestling. And Ted, Teddy Hart's been booked there couple times and he's always been really cool with us he's always been cool with the fans and maria was cool too the one time i got to meet her she was really really cool with me so obviously hope for the best for the both of them i hope she can focus on her career maybe right now she just wants to focus on you know being at home because we're all at home you know what i mean we're all at home these days and i hope ted can find peace Anyway, guys, moving on to my next topic, I want to talk about WrestleMania. WrestleMania, as you know, will be a two-night event. Too big for one night. Man, talk about a line that has just completely been overdone already, and it's only been out for a week. You know, some of my favorite WrestleManias, man, are WrestleMania 19 and 20. I just, I loved the atmosphere of those shows. And I thought a lot of the wrestlers that were booked on that card were just solid, man. You had Triple H, you had Brock Lesnar, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, you had the return of The Undertaker coming back to the Dead Man gimmick, you had John Cena getting his start as a singles star with, the, with winning the United States Championship from the Big Show, you had... The Rock and Sock coming back together to take on Evolution. Ric Flair, Randy Orton, and Batista. Dave Batista, I should say. I mean, 
you had a lot of big names on that card. And then you had WrestleMania 19, which was the final match of the legendary Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stunning Steve Austin, you know, the former ringmaster. I mean, come on, guys. Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of the greatest legends to ever step foot in a wrestling ring. You had the final showdown with him and The Rock, who have always put on great matches. You had the encounter, 20 years in the making. You had... Hulk Hogan, brother, taking on Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You had Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Shawn Michaels and Jericho, very similar to when they first got their start. Very similar at the early stages of their career. And then you had Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio, Cruiserweight Championship match. So you had a lot of good stuff on that show, too, too man. You had... Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. That was the night that Brock Lesnar did that unforgettable shooting star press. You had a lot of, just a lot of memorable matches on that show, man. I think the most memorable matches was obviously Austin and The Rock. Brock taking on Angle. And to look at all the years later, now all the years that have passed, and now we have WrestleMania 36. There is 15 matches on this card, and I'm just like, oh boy, <laughs> 15 matches on this card, and I will currently go over the matches on said card. We will have exactly, just to make sure I'm not missing out here, we will have exactly 15 bouts on that card. And I will be going over the current card, which could, because I think of what's going on, it's probably to be announced. Like, maybe some matches won't be able to happen as promised, but anyways, the card is right here. We have Kevin Owens taking on Seth Rollins. We have the WWE Championship on the line. Drew McIntyre, the winner of the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble, taking on the reigning, defending, muted WWE Champion Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, of course. We have the WWE Universal Championship match. Now, instead of Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman taking on Bill Goldberg. NXT Women's Championship match. Charlotte Flair will be challenging Rhea Ripley, the champion defending against the Queen. The Raw Women's Championship will be on the line as well. Shayna Baszler will be challenging the Raw Women's Champion, the man Becky Lynch. The SmackDown Women's Championship will also be on the line as Bayley will defend against not one, but five challengers. Sasha Banks, Tamina, Lacey Evans, and Naomi. We have a Boneyard match, which I still don't know what's going to what it's going to be. Hopefully it's a little Sting and Vampiro graveyard. We have AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, taking on the Phenom slash American Badass, The Undertaker, which should be a fun match. We have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We will have The Miz and Morrison defending against The New Day and The Usos. Interesting. Because, from what I heard, The Miz will not be competing at WrestleMania. But, we'll see what happens. 
We have the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line. The Street Profits will be defending against the new team of Austin Theory from NXT, formerly of Evolve, and Angel Garza, former Cruiserweight Champion. Originally, it was supposed to be Andrade, the United States Champion, teaming up with Garza, but due to injury, we will no longer be having that team. It'll now be Theory and Garza. And then we'll have the Intercontinental Championship match in what I think should be a five-star classic. I think they should open up the card with this. They should open up the show with this. It'll be Daniel Bryan, yes, 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 challenging the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. The Women's Tag Team Championships will also be determined. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss will be challenging the Kabuki Warriors, also known as Asuka and Kairi Sane. And then one of the most anticipated matches that I'm looking forward to will be the Last Man Standing match with Randy Orton taking on Edge. That is right. Edge will be competing in his first singles match against Orton. Very personal. I've really enjoyed the build, the build for this match. I think both promos have been incredible. Edge delivered a fire promo. Randy Orton has delivered a fire promo. It is just it's spectacular, man. It really is. And then we're going to have a gimmick match. It is going to be the Firefly Funhouse match. John Cena, that's right, versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. This match between Cena and Bray was at WrestleMania 30 many years back. Not really many years, but it feels like many years. And now we're going to get Cena and the Fiend. Hopefully, a Firefly Funhouse match delivers. Hopefully, these guys will go all out. And if I know the Fiend, if I know John Cena, they probably were able to convince Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon on some of the effects for this match. It should be fun, man. It should be fun. This is going to be... It's going to be, no pun intended, a fun house match. Then we have a match. I'm not really too sure if this is still going to be happening because I did hear he was one of the wrestlers who, unfortunately, will not be able to compete at WrestleMania. Aleister Black facing off against Bobby Lashley. Now, unfortunately, we have not had much build for this match. We've had no build, actually. This is just a match that randomly came together. I kind of don't like when they do that because it just feels like filler. But it is what it is. But like I did say, I'm not too sure that this match is going to be happening as planned. Because there's a, a lot of talent that do not feel comfortable. And I respect that with coming out and making the trip to WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley may not be competing. But Aleister Black will be there. Unless they do not have this match. I have... No idea if they will, but if they do, it should be hard-hitting. If they don't, they can always save this, but they can save it with build. They can build this up for another pay-per-view. Or maybe this is not even a pay-per-view quality match. Maybe this is just a raw TV match. I have no idea, but either way, I'm not sure, because like I said, WrestleMania was already filmed last Wednesday and Thursday. Maybe they went through with it, maybe they didn't. We'll have to wait and find out. And then the last two matches on the card will be Elias taking on King Corbin, a.k.a. Baron Corbin, formerly the Lone Wolf, formerly Applebee's Corbin, and now we have King Corbin. 
Look, man, King Corbin is not bad in the ring. He has a great finisher. He knows how to play that dick heel role really well. <laughs> and Elias, well, let's face it. Elias can play his guitar, and he can also kick ass. So we're going to be getting this match. Should be interesting. We'll see what happens. A lot of people do not want this match on the card. But, like I said, this is filler. And there is a little bit of a story, because if you watch SmackDown, you saw King Corbin attack, Eli attack Elias and push him off of that, that little podium, which did look pretty brutal. It sounded brutal, too. Will Elias make it to WrestleMania? You know he will. Will this match be good? Hopefully it will be. I think if this was done in NXT, maybe this would be good. But both guys are former NXT competitors. And then finally, we have a match that a lot of people have been invested in. They Well, they've been invested with said storyline. And that's Otis, formerly Otis Dozovic, taking on Dolph, still your girl, Ziggler. Now, obviously... The whole Dolph Ziggler Otis storyline has been great. Specifically, Otis and Mandy Rose. Now that story has actually been one of the one of the best things on SmackDown in WWE right now. And I agree with that. I think I honestly think Otis and Mandy have both been playing their roles great. Mandy Rose, obviously, is a very beautiful woman. Otis is obviously very charismatic. And I appreciate the effort that they have put into this storyline. I've enjoyed everything that they have done, going all the way back to when Mandy Rose was giving Otis food for Christmas. Otis asked Mandy Rose on a date. The date never happened. A lot of people wonder where this storyline is going to go. I have no idea. I don't know if... If it's going to be where Mandy turns on Ziggler and goes with Otis, because if you've been watching SmackDown, you do see Mandy does kind of have a little bit of concern for Otis. She does care about Otis. Even though a couple weeks ago, or not even a couple weeks ago, she basically told him that he had his chance and he blew it. But Dolph, being the heel that he is, is basically rubbing it in. Otis's face. Dolph is a great talent. I think he's always been a great talent. I had the opportunity to meet Dolph uh, a couple months back. I got to meet him. I would say it was it was it was in Alhambra. It was at a restaurant called Grillamall, which has a lot of big pro wrestling vibes there. Grillamall, shout out to Grillamall. We both work in the same area, and they had Dolph there one day, and I got to meet him. This was going all the way back. I'm trying to remember the date. It seems like forever, but it was literally. Man, I'm really bad with this, guys. Oh, there it is. It was back in June. I got to meet Dolph Ziggler, and he was real cool. You know, I've been watching him ever since he came to the WWE back in 2009. Actually, since. Originally, he was with the Spirit Squad, so he's been there a little longer than since 2009. But Dolph is a great talent, former world champion, multi-time intercontinental champion. And Otis, like I said, the guy's charismatic. And Mandy, she just fits, she fits the storyline incredibly well. 
Now, I see this going one of three ways. The match. I see Dolph losing, getting upset, giving Mandy Rose an order to like go to leave the arena or something, and then Mandy Rose goes with, goes with Otis. That's a WrestleMania moment. It has the makings of when Macho Man and Elizabeth came back together. You could have Mandy Rose help Otis win. Or you could have Otis beat Ziggler clean. And then Mandy Rose looks at Otis. Otis looks at Mandy. And she just runs into his arms. I think those are going to be the best options of how this match turns out. A lot of people think, will Sonya Deville get involved? It's possible. I mean, who knows? Maybe we have... Sonia turning on Mandy when Mandy goes with Otis and we get a little six we get we get a little mix tag team action. Maybe we got Otis and Mandy taking on Dolph and Sonia. No idea. But yeah guys, that's your official WrestleMania card. I'm trying to see if there's any other news around. But that's your WrestleMania card. Should be good. Some stuff should be great. I think the Taker AJ Styles match is gonna be great. I think the Edge and Randy Orton match will be great. It'll deliver. And we have some other wrestling news. We have Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns obviously not going to be a part of WrestleMania anymore. Roman Reigns, as everyone knows, has had some major health issues over the years. And he will not be a part of the card because he does not want to risk it and I completely understand that Roman Reigns is obviously one of WWE's top guys right now Roman Reigns is a former champion former member of the Shield member of the legendary Anna Y family and I respect him I think he's great I think he's a great athlete and he's not going to be a part of this show due to you know his health and that's just that's understandable you know I completely understand that I hope he doesn't get anxious with watching it, but I'm sure he'll be watching it as a fan because, you know, a lot of wrestlers at heart, they're fans themselves. So they may watch it and they may be like, man, I feel like a fan instead of an actual wrestler. But I also heard that until things get better, Roman may not actually wrestle at all. And I mean... Time off is good sometimes, especially when you do what wrestlers do or what, or when you have a job that you're just consistently at and you never have time off. It can do wonders, I guess, but, you know, not having Roman on the card, do I think it'll hurt WrestleMania? I mean, I think there's so much other talent already booked. Maybe they, Maybe not every single talent is people that you want to see, but I think Mania has enough stars booked to where Roman not being on the card, they can actually be okay with that. Look, the guy's health has to come first. He has to take care of himself, and that's completely understandable. That is completely understandable. And just looking at the news boards... Some AEW news. So, obviously, AEW is getting better and better weekly, I think. 
we have had two major debuts in the last two episodes of Dynamite. We have Matt Hardy, who is now officially broken Matt Hardy once again. Not woken Matt Hardy, not almost broken Matt Hardy, nah. He is OG broken Matt Hardy. And I think that's incredible. I think what they've done so far with him being there, and he's only been there for two weeks, but what they have done has been great. And I know Matt Hardy is obviously very excited about this. He's a guy that's really passionate about his creative. That's one of the reasons why he had left the WWE was because he didn't want to be home taking a paycheck because Matt Hardy really wasn't featured on television that much. He wasn't wrestling. He wasn't working. I mean, at this point, yeah, Matt is a veteran, and he probably has to take care of himself the best way he can. But much respect to Matt Hardy because he still feels like he has so much to give to the business. And a lot of that is him being creative with his character. So you got to respect that. And there's a lot of respect for World Wrestling Entertainment, but he just feels like he can't do it with them. So then comes in All Elite Wrestling where he can do it and he can be creative. That's one of the things I like about AEW is that they allow their wrestlers to be creative. I really appreciate that. I really think that that's... That makes it so much more fun, not just for the wrestlers, but for the fans as well. So Matt Hardy is obviously now with AEW. I heard his podcast with Chris Jericho on the Talk is Jericho podcast. It was incredible. He revealed quite a lot of things. And then we had the debut of Brody Lee, who was the exalted one. Formerly Luke Harper, Brody Lee's a great talent. I think since he's been known in the wrestling world from a television standpoint he's great man he's really great former intercontinental champion had some great matches with Dolph Ziggler Dean Ambrose now known as John Moxley once again he had some great matches with Roman Reigns the Bludgeon Brothers were pretty good the early days of the Wyatt family were epic unfortunately Brody Lee was not able to be utilized that much and that's another example of you know, sometimes when your talent wants to be creative and you don't give them that chance, it sucks because they could come up with some really great stuff. Brody Lee, just like Matt Hardy, left WWE because he wanted to do more. He wanted to wrestle and WWE wanted to pay them for just staying home. And that's unfortunate, man. That's tough. But now we got Matt Hardy and we got Brody Lee. AEW is... That's... Two great gains for AEW, and also they have Lance Archer. AEW is definitely doing great with who they're booking. Who will they book next? No idea. Will it be Brian Cage? Will it be The Revival? If The Revival are officially done with WWE? I have no idea. Money talks sometimes. But we shall see. Alright guys, I'm going to look for another piece of news. I know I said I would talk about three topics, but I'm having fun with this, man. This is really, really taking my mind off the stress. This is really, really cool. Oh yeah, member of the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson, welcomes a third child. He's still playing off the storyline injury that he sustained from the inner circle. So shout out to him on his new son that he has just welcomed into the world. 
AEW announces new championship. That's interesting. As you know, AEW currently has three major championships. The AEW World Championship, the AEW Tag Team Championships, and the Women's Title for AEW. And from what I understand, I am reading this from Ringside News. AEW announces new TNT Championship belt. And it says... And I quote, and this is directly from Ringside News. Today, AEW announced its first ever TNT Championship high-stakes eight-man tournament, which kicks off on Wednesday, April 8th, on this weekly episode of Dynamite. The single elimination tournament will feature the biggest names in AEW history, all vying for the inaugural championship belt. Well, that's pretty epic right there. No title design has been released at this time. This is a very interesting development. There was talk of adding another title to the AEW company a while ago, but they introduced the Diamond Dynamite Diamond Ring instead, which is currently held by you know who? You love him kind of. You hate him definitely. He's the biggest prick in professional wrestling and he's great at it. Maxwell Jacob Freeman MJF and he is better than us, and apparently we know it. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, AEW needed another championship. I think their tag team division is solid right now. I think what they're doing is... Because obviously, AEW is focusing really big on tag team wrestling. They believe in tag team wrestling. The women's division right now is pretty much... It's pretty mu- it's, it's it's getting there. I think it's it's getting there. I think... You know, you can do some with it. You currently have Nyla Rose's champion. She doesn't really have any challengers at the moment. I think she's beaten almost everyone that AW currently has. But they can also get some more some more women on the roster. And then currently the world championship picture. Obviously our AW champion John Moxley is now entering a feud with the big hurt, Jake Hager, formerly known as Jack Swagger, which should be interesting. But now, according to this article, we're going to be getting a new championship, which will feature a tournament on Dynamite this coming Wednesday on the 9th. So that should be interesting as well. Any more news? Let's see. Any more news? Let's see. There's got to be one more topic. Got to love looking for news, right? Let's see. Here we go. Let's see. Oh. New York Post. How Chris Jericho helped rising AEW star Darby Allen embrace his true self. Now, this is going to be interesting. Darby Allen, I think, is a tremendous talent. Darby Allen, I think, has a lot of Jeff Hardy in him. I think he's also mixed with the first and only Darby Allen. Never know. Maybe a future Darby Allen after Darby Allen retires. You never know. But I've had the ability to meet Darby Allen a couple times. I've met him at a couple shows. I've met him a lot at bar wrestling. I've met him at a show called Suburban Fight Pro. And Darby Allen, I got to tell you, man, he's great. He's extremely talented, and he's gaining. He's getting over, man. 
the AEW crowd, they love this kid. And he does have a lot of Jeff Hardy in him. I mean, Jim Ross calls him the Enigma. And that is cool, man. That is incredible. Darby Allens had some great matches in AEW. He had a great match with Moxley. Had a great match with Cody. With Jericho. Him and Sammy Guevara, the Spanish God. The sexy Spanish God had a great match at Revolution. Darby Allen is definitely on his way. And it's only going to be more interesting to see where he goes. But in this article, it says Darby Allen never wanted to be the skateboarding wrestler. As everyone knows, part of Darby's entrance is he comes in a skateboard. He rides in a skateboard to the rink. It says right here, the All Elite Wrestling star resisted at first because of pro wrestling unfriendly history with the skateboarding gimmick, including the late 18s, the late 80s dynamic dudes tag team in WCW that carried boards to the ring. This comes from Darby Allen himself. He says, I did not, I didn't want to make it look like I was taking skateboarding. Using that like a marketing thing for wrestling, Allen said. With a little proding from Chris Jericho, and in some retrospect, he relented. He didn't want to ride the skateboard down. I said, no, you're riding the fucking skateboard down every night. So basically, Jericho helping Darby Allen with the whole skateboarding gimmick. That's cool. Allen said, shit, I really actually skate, so I might do it. It might actually come out well. So with that being said, Chris Jericho, and again, helping another young talent, got to respect that from Jericho. Jericho, of course, is the reinventor. Darby Allen also had to say, It's a small symbol of respect, but every night when I ride the skateboard down, I can thank Chris Jericho. So Darby Allen showing some respect back to Jericho, man. See, I like that. I like hearing how veterans help the younger guys embrace their interest, their entrances and stuff like that. That's one of the things I respect about AEW is that there's so much teamwork that goes noticed. I'm not saying there's not teamwork in WWE, but there's so much teamwork that goes noticed on the AEW branding. You got to respect that. And finally, guys, I guess I'll close out with this. It says right here, there's so much I can end with. It says, Eric Bischoff. That's right, Eric Bischoff, former general manager, former WCW villain. It says, Eric Bischoff talks about AW throwing shots at WWE, as we know they do. It says, and I quote, former WCW president and co-host of 83 Weeks, Eric Bischoff, recently discussed AEW and their attempts to take shots at WWE. As Bischoff pointed out, this was something that he would utilize greatly back in the 90s. As everyone knows, back in those days with the Monday Night Wars, Bischoff would take a lot of shots at the WWE before he would eventually be signed with the WWE. Bischoff discussed whether or not what AEW do is doing can be classed as too much. Meaning, is AEW doing it too much? This comes after a segment with Brody Lee, who we just talked about, 
on Dynamite where he was having a vignette that was seemingly taking shots at WWE chairman Vince McMahon. Here's what Bischoff had to say about it. Bischoff said he liked it. He thought it was well done. He thought it was real, really well done. And he says he was impressed with it. And that's cool. I mean, look, this is how it is in the wrestling business. When you want your company to be better than the other company, occasionally you take shots at them. You try to get away with it as much as you can. Sometimes it can get a little carried away, and it kind of ruins the whole point of being different. But I think they know what they're doing. And I think eventually WWE is going to be taking shots with them as well. Bischoff, however, says he likes it, and he thinks that it's exactly what he did back in the day, because that's, exact, that's exactly what he did. Anybody who's a longtime fan, anybody who's an old-school fan remembers that. But I think half the time it's entertaining. I think the whole Brody Lee gimmick where he was eating steak, and he was saying, you can't eat while I'm eating. And then the guy sneezes, and then you guys heard the story, Vince McMahon does not, does not like sneezing. It was interesting, man. It was real interesting, but I think the shots are fun. I think it's fun to see how these two companies are trying to get away with as much dabs as they can take. And I think WWE is going to retaliate. Who knows how they're going to get there, but we shall see. We shall see. Anyways, guys, I want to say thank you guys for listening. I have had the pleasure of recording this hopefully you guys give my monday night raw recap a listen and above all else guys stay safe it's such a crazy time right now so much uncertainty but we're all in this together i will be back tomorrow with another video until then guys peace have a great night and remember we're all in this shit together stay safe y'all